We're back, kicking off season two. Can you believe it? We have a season two. I cannot believe it, but I am glad. I am happy. We are back. Season two. Season two. It's going down. Yes. Goodies. I know it's crazy. We're so blessed. This season, we decided to test the waters of the justice system. Now, don't worry. This isn't going to be a controversial one, um, but we did want to take a look at some careers and paths that aren't always thought of when you think of the law. Uh, Rachel, you know what I think of when I think of the law. You know what I think of when I think of the law? Mm, mm -mm. Oh, Lord, here we go again. I walked right into this one. Rachel, um, what do you think of? You set it up and I I just grabbed the ball for the play. Well, this is what I think of. Take it back, scene, picture, montage. And I'm 15 years old. I'm riding around in the car with my childhood best friend. And at the time, we both had learner's permits. We didn't have like an official license. But our thought was, is that clearly two learner's permits equal a license. Like, because oh, does matter. So we get permission. Now we got permission, y'all. We didn't like just take my friend's mom's car um, without permission. But we did get the car so we could go to the store. And what we hadn't figured out, because... All of our driver's education and riding around with parents and learning how to drive a car, it was always during the day. It wasn't at night. So we never paid attention to how to turn the lights, the headlights on in the car. So (laughs) we go to the store. We're now driving back home and we're literally talking like a two mile stretch. This was not across town, but we didn't have our lights on. We got pulled over. Um, The cop looked at us so confused. Uh, explaining to us <laughs> two permits do not equal a license. Had to call uh, my friend's mom to actually come and pick us up from the side of the road. Where oh he my also explained to her two permits do not equal a license. And um, thankfully, a judge saw it as more hilarious than not because we did have permission to use the car. It was just an oversight. But oh, yeah, man. that was my first run in with the law. Mm hmm. Yeah, two permits do not equal a license. I don't care what state you're in, what country you're in. It just, it does not work that way. It does not. I think, like you, I was itching to get behind the wheel of a car. Like, I just couldn't wait to drive. And I guess in the state of Florida, you could be, you have to be like 15 to get your permit. And I just, I couldn't wait. And so I just remember one day, um, I don't know where my folks went. My mom, my dad, they went out in his car. And then they left my mom's car behind. And I looked at my sister and I'm like, hey, let's just go to McDonald's and get some fries and come right back. They will not know the difference. In my child's mind, an adult wouldn't know that their car was driven and used and then came back. I mean, the, the seat was adjusted. The mirror was whatever. So needless to say, she's like, all right, let's go. Because that's my sister. She's like, right or die. We hop in the minivan because it was a minivan. <laughs> And we go to McDonald's to get fries. Everything was fine until I had to come back home and pull into the parking spot. So one of the <laughs> hardest things to do is, of course, parallel parking is hard. But doing that straight in parking for the first time, it's not always easy. <laughs> I ended up hitting the gate. But I thought in my child's mind, they're not going to know that there's a dent in the front fender of the car. Because why would they, right? Like, it's the, who's going to check? <laughs> So I parked the car and I get out and I tell my sister, so what do you think? She's like, yeah, it's barely noticeable. There's nothing wrong with it. Car was parked crooked. It's not how they left it. 
The seat was pulled up all the way up to the wheel. <laughs> the mirror was all, I, it was just, just evident. All evident. this evidence. Um, yeah, they, they tore into me. <laughs> they tore into me. It was just like, what are you thinking? Why did you go do it? I said, but I wanted some McDonald's fries. <laughs> I got, I got one. So my dad, um, when I first started driving, he wanted to teach me how to drive a stick because he said, if you can drive a stick, you can drive anything. So that was always his uh, big concern. So oh Lord. my very yeah. first car was a Dodge Neon. It was a stick and he was still teaching me how to drive it. So I wasn't supposed to drive it unless he was with me. <laughs> So now flash forward, y'all, I'm 16. This time I do have my license, but I still wasn't allowed to drive this car until he felt that I was proficient enough in driving a stick. So it's this one night he had to work. My mom was out and, you know, it was the weekend. I was at home. I'm like, you know, bump this. I want to go somewhere. So my friend calls me. And, you know, this was back in the day when, like, the R. Kelly video came out, uh, oh when a woman's goodness. fed up. You remind me of. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, in the mm-hmm. scene in the video when he's, like, you know, doing a stakeout on the girl's department and all of that in the car <laughs> and it's nighttime. So my friend is, like, you know, so convinced that her boyfriend was not where he was supposed to be on this particular weekend. And she's like, oh, if we goodness. drive my car, he's going to recognize it. If we drive your car, he won't. So I'm like, yeah, girl, come on, load up. We're about to drive through there right now. Well, while we're driving, we had to stop and get gas. Now, I had never pumped gas, yet alone (laughs) pulled up to a gas pump before. Because in all of my training exercises, you know, as a new driver... The car was ready to go. The car was ready to go. I don't I don't know how the gas got there, Eunice. I just know that it was there and it was ready for me to use. So surely between the two of us, we can figure out how oh to pump gas. It's got to be that simple. Now, this particular gas station that we pulled up to, it was off the main strip of where we lived. And when oh, I say everybody on the weekend was at this gas station, everybody was at this gas station like it looked like a juvenile video at this gas station so immediately as i'm pulling up i get flustered because i'm seeing all these attractive guys everybody got a nice car we pulling up at the gas station you you know you want to be smooth with it well i wasn't i confused the gas for the brake panicked and almost ran into the actual gas pump and it was so bad that somebody out there started screaming, yelled to the gas station attendant to hit the stop oh button, goodness. and they did an emergency stop of all the pumps because they thought I was going to like run into the gas pump and blow the gas and station And blow up. up the place. And I actually did sideswipe like, the pump, so the front corner was like scratched up on the car. So now oh. I'm so embarrassed, I can't get out and get gas. I can't drive off because I don't have enough gas to make it to another station. But now I'm oh like, I gosh. can't get out because my life is over because I've, I've caused all this attention. So oh I looked goodness. at my friend and I'm like, it's your fault. We're out here. So you got to get oh out and pump goodness. the gas. So she gets out, pumps the gas. Everybody comes over to the car asking if we're okay. I'm coming up with excuses, trying to make it seem like it's something wrong with the car. Like, oh, you know, something wrong with the clutch. Um, we do end up doing the drive-by. So we end up getting the gas, doing the drive-by. We convince the people oh at the gas God. station not to call <laughs> the police or anything or bring yeah, any more attention right. to this. It's not a stolen vehicle, I promise you. You know, it's not <laughs> stolen. It's my car. I'm just funky with driving it. 
So we end up getting home, of course, the next morning. My dad, out of all the things to do, his intuition must have said, go look at the car. And the first thing he hones in on is the front bumper and what happened to it. And I remember trying to pull one of those. It's a scratch on the bumper. He's like, do not stand here and effing act like you don't know what happened to this bumper. I'm telling you, like me now and you now looking at ourselves, it's like, obviously they would know the difference. We're like, we could could pull the wool over their eye. They're not going to know. This is like, come on. Exactly. So needless to say, by the time I actually drove the car again, I was now 17 (laughs) and graduating high school. (laughs) At PGD, you're not just a listener, you're family. Is there a career you'd like us to explore or a success story you'd love to share and have us highlight on one of our episodes? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at pgdfam at gmail.com. That's pgdfam at gmail.com. Subscribe to our show so you can get notified when new episodes drop. Help increase our reach with a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Tallahassee. Oh, I have two stories for you. So in Tallahassee, that's that's when I was in college. That's when you kind of try everything out. And one of the things I learned about in college was being broke. I got real good at that. I, <laughs> I mean, know that very part. good at being Me too. broke because no one tells you. It's like, yeah, yeah, go to college. You know, you're going to have a future. But no one tells you the whole time you're there, you're broke, mm-hmm. right? So I'm driving to work know that my car is on E, but in my mind, I'm going to make it to work. I'm going to get, collect my paycheck, go to the bank, cash the paycheck, get cash, and then put gas in the car. That's right? very ambitious. So, Tallahassee's <laughs> <laughs> so, full of heels. So, I'm in my car, and I'm like, we're going to make it to work, and then we're just going to get off from work, get the check, go to the bank, and blah, blah, blah. I am in my car going uphill, my car decides that today's not the day. We are going to run out of gas <laughs> on an upward slope. <laughs> so, and I had a Camry. So, and, and there's this moment when you know you're about to run out of gas. For some of you, if you've never had that, kudos to you, hats off to you. That's not been my reality. Mm-hmm. Your car starts to do this sputtering type of thing. <laughs> and you're praying like, no, no, God, please, no. Not now. <laughs> Not now. And the car stops in the middle of the road. And the other thing that you do is you're like, how could this happen? Oh, my God. Yes. So now you're fully surprised. Cars are, like, honking you. They're trying to pass by because it's like a, a two-lane road, right? Traffic coming towards you and traffic going against. It's not like these massive lanes. So I'm blocking traffic both ways. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I'm afraid to get out the car because people are going to laugh at me. So after sitting in my car for 10 minutes, humiliated, and back in those days, I didn't have a phone yet. Didn't have a phone yet. I'm sitting in my car like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be late to work. I I ran out of gas. How am I going to tell someone the reason why I'm causing all this debacle is because I was too cheap or couldn't afford to put gas in my car. (laughs) But long story short, someone pulled over and was just like, Hey, you ran out of gas? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I did. And he was kind enough. And he's like, do you have one of those containers that you can put the thing for gas in? I was like, mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing. Again, 
college student. I wasn't even 21 years old yet. So he drives up to the gas station, puts like $3 worth of gas in the thing. And by the grace of God, he came on back, put gas in the car, and I was able to make it to work, cash my check, and uh, be on with my business. But I learned then, just don't, don't don't drive on E. It's no. a traumatic experience for me. So when I'm in other people's car and I see that thing on E, I'm like, hey, you, you know your car? Your, your needle's on E. I'm not pushing no one's car. <laughs> you know what I learned Crazy. about E? I also learned get oil changes. Oh. I had no idea. Again, yeah. Yeah. I get this car. I'm 17 now. I'm actually <laughs> proficient in driving a stick. I can drive and I know how to pump gas. But I yeah. had no idea that you're supposed to get oil changes and put oil in the car. Oh, yeah. So oh, one yeah. day I'm driving. Listen for me, too. Exactly. One day I'm driving. Same situation, just not gas related. And I'm going out of town and I'm driving up the steepest hill I have ever seen in my life. It's it crazy. Almost... Like, why do they exist? Yes. And that's what I was thinking when I was driving up this hill. Like, I felt like I was in a roller coaster about to hit the top and then, you know, go down screaming. So I'm like, why is this hill so big? I get almost to the top of the hill. The car putters cuts out on me. And now I have to coast backwards because it's a two lane (laughs) highway. I had to put my flashers on and I'll never forget it. I was talking on the phone to a friend telling him what happened. And he's now guiding me through it. He's like, put your flashers on. You don't have a choice. You're just going to have to coast backwards and try to get over in the emergency lane and stop the car and I'm like I can't do that there's cars behind he's like well you can't go forward there's nothing (laughs) else you can do you're literally gonna have to coast backwards so imagine being on interstate 64 in Hampton Roads Virginia which at that point in time it literally was a two-way highway and backing up all of 64 (laughs) like I could see cars as far as the eye could see in my rearview mirror I got the finger. I, I heard combinations of cuss words I didn't even know existed. As I'm backing up, finally get the car in the emergency lane, and then I have to call and wait for AAA and and fire trucks and all that stuff to come. Because now, apparently, when your car doesn't get an oil change, at that point, when I finally got the car to the side of the road, the engine did like a little mini blow up. <laughs> so then I hear like this loud noise all the antifreeze and everything starts pouring from underneath the, the engine I panicked I thought the car was going to blow up you know like you're running away slow motion from the car and everything like in the movies and background like a Michael Bay movie yeah literally that's how I felt and the 911 operator is like look you probably just didn't put oil in the car the car is not going to explode you're fine just get out of the car wait by the side of the road so that was like a whole big thing. So rest oh in my peace, goodness. my first car. <laughs> oh my God, I tell you. My run-in with the law was, again, back in, in, in college. So unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that I-10 was a big, I guess, drug road because people were pushing drugs between Jacksonville and Tallahassee. I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. And so I got Yes. And I will tell you, listeners, how I found out. Okay. I, I don't sell drugs. Okay. So let me put that disclaimer out there now. That's not how I found out. So my sister's coming to visit me. And Tallahassee is a hole in the wall. You can't get a direct flight easily. I'll put it that way. Um, and it's very costly, right? 
And so we decided that she was going to fly into Jacksonville. And so we got her like this really late flight and she flew into Jacksonville. And then I said, I'll go pick you up from Jacksonville. So it's like a one hour and a half commute from Tallahassee to Jacksonville. So you're talking about a three hour trip. Okay. Because mm. again, I'm broke. We could have just paid the money for a direct flight, but I decided an hour and a half to go get her, an hour and a half to come back is totally worth it because we couldn't afford anything else, right? On my way to go get her, I get pulled over by the cops and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm afraid because again, I'm not even 21 years old. And I'm like, what's going on? And there's like, oh, you know, uh, so the sirens are going off and everything else. And it's like two cop cars that pull up and I had illegal tents on my car because I was like, that's how I used to ride. I'm from Miami. I mean, you, the darker the tents, the better it was, right? Like, you just got to be loud with it. Loud yeah. music speakers, mm-hmm. dark tents, and, you that's know, pushing my camera. So they pulled me over and I was like, oh, it's these daggone tents. I know it is. They're going to give me a hard time. So they pull me over and I'm prepared to give the speech. But again, listeners, I don't do this at home. Not only was I driving to go pick up my sister, but I also had like a mini laptop and I was watching movies in the car at the same time. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) So on my dashboard, I had a mini laptop. And first of all, a laptop on your dashboard as though you are a cop. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got the mini movie going on, super dark tints going on, loud music, you know, blasting. So the cop pulls me over and I'm like, what are they going to get me for? And I roll down the window and they say, do you know why you're pulling me over? I said, I have no clue. I have no clue why you're pulling me over. So can you step out the vehicle? I'm like, okay. So I'm scared. It's the middle of the night. It's I-10, and it's it's not an area where there's many people that look like us, okay? Mm. So I get out the car, and next thing you know, they got these dogs. It's like four <laughs> dogs. They got the dogs. And I'm like, right. And I'm like, offer oh, some tents? Like, this is over the top, people. <laughs> Long story short, they say, pop your trunk. I pop my trunk, and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, we got to sniff, sniff your car to see if you have drugs and narcotics in your car. And I guess, looking back now, I've got the laptop going on, the dark tents going on, the the speakers and the loud music going on. Maybe there was some profiling. Maybe. I don't know. But all I know is those dogs sniffed all up and through my car. I had to stand to the side and be violated because I definitely felt violated. Mm. Be violated by this whole action. And then just for them to say, all right, you're good. There's no... There's no drugs in the car. And then that's when I said, well, why would you think I would have drugs? And he was polite enough, maybe because after he realized you traumatized me, young, young girl, middle of the night, trying to just pick up a sister for the airport. So that's when he explained to me, he's like, this highway here is just a high traffic highway. There's a lot of movement back and forth. And I was like, well, dang, if I didn't know now, I know now I know. Yeah. But that was my experience with the law. Don't like it. Definitely uncomfortable. And those dogs are ferocious. I mean, they look cuddly and, and everything else. But when they're looking for drugs, it's a different mm. different scenario. They're not mm. trying to be pet. They're not trying to be held. They don't want no kibbles and, 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 and treats. That's the whole thing. Not the comfort pets you see on the plane. That's for sure. <laughs> not at all. Okay, I have too many stories. So before I started driving... <laughs> too many? Yep. Many or many? Many. <clears throat> oh. Both. <laughs> many and many. <laughs> but this first one happened, it was Halloween. 
And I remember, I know I was a teenager, but I know I wasn't 15 yet because I didn't even have a learner's permit yet. In the time. So it was the day after Halloween and I'm sitting around in, in my house with some of my friends, childhood best friend again. And we're talking, we're trying to figure out what we want to do. It was the weekend and Halloween, mind you, was the day before. This was the day after. Yeah, so I came up with the idea, what if we went trick-or-treating? And my friend was like, but we can't. We already missed it. It's the day after. I said, exactly. What if we came up with a country that doesn't exist? Oh, my goodness. Accents that we manufactured. Oh, my goodness. And we go around and we trick-or-treat and we just explain to people that in our country, Halloween is November 1st. And let's see if we can actually get away with it. Oh, my goodness. My friend was like, and I don't recommend y'all trying this, but this is what we did back in the day. She said, all right, I'm game. Let's do this. So we dressed up. I think I was a ghost. And um, (laughs) (laughs) she dressed up as a pirate. And we went around trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. And it was funny. People took our accents. We had this whole backstory of this country that we came from. And people for the first several houses actually believed it. And we got leftover candy. Now we hit this one house. And this particular house, every neighborhood has that one neighbor that always is the neighborhood watch that knows what's going on. That is the first one to have all the deep. And that was the house we hit. Oh, my goodness. This neighbor was having no parts of it. This neighborhood, this neighbor was like, I I know my history and I know that country that you're talking about does not exist. Leave my porch. (laughs) So as we're walking around and we're going to the next house, we see a cop car slow creeping up beside us. So the cop pulls up and says, I need you guys to stand over there off to the side. So we are like, dang it. Now, in our neighborhood, there's one way in and there was one way out. So this was not like a through neighborhood. So he was there for us. So he gets out of the car and he said, we got a couple of reports of (laughs) some people (laughs) claiming to trick or treat. And uh, Halloween was yesterday. And he said, you know, I'm not sure, but something tells me that it might be you two. Because it looks like you're a makeshift ghost. <laughs> With and, your ghost costume yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> Bags of candy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which, mind you, was an old bed sheet and holes that I cut out for the eyes. So that that's me as a ghost. Oh, my goodness. And then he's like, and, you know, you as a pirate. So we were like, uh, yeah. So we tried the, the accents and the country thing. And he cracks up laughing. And he's like, you know. Oh, my goodness. While I will admit I'm amused. And I did not see the call going this way when I came to answer it. (laughs) I'm going to need you guys to keep trick-or-treating to October 31st. And I'm going to need you to go home. So we were like, all right. So he was like, come on. I give you a ride. So (laughs) he gave us a ride home. Drop this off. Do you or a loved one currently find yourself in a legal bind where you need a bail bond, notary, or warrant search assistance? Well, consider Bailout Bail Bonds as your solution, offering flexible payment options. Located in Richland County, South Carolina, they can assist both in and out of state. Check out their website by going to bailoutbailbonds.agency or give them a call. They're available 24-7 at 803-333-9669. Again, 803-333-9669. Tell them PGD sent you.
Now flash forward, and this was, I think the same year, but just maybe a, a month or two or something like that away. We're on a school break, we're bored, we're walking around, it's the weekend, it, it's nighttime, and same childhood friend is like, hey, why don't we just get some flashlights and just kind of go around? We, even then, we liked crime. So it wasn't just me as the crime junkie listening to the crime stories, trying to solve stuff. My childhood best friend was the same way. So she's like, oh, you never know. Maybe we could sort a burglar or something like that. Now, first of all, we didn't live in the hood and burglaries did not happen in our neighborhood. But this is what happens when you're a kid, you're bored and you just, you know, your imagination runs with you. So in our mind, we were going to go out and we were going to be the neighborhood watch. So she has her binoculars, which were brand new binoculars that she had just gotten. So we were like, I was like, all right, the binoculars, let's go out. Let's really do this. Having no idea what a neighborhood watch is or what they do. <laughs> we get these flashlights. We're out walking around, shining the flashlights around. And she has the binoculars. Cue a cop coming up behind us in a slow creep, pulls up, rolls the window down. And he's like, have I seen you two before? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen you before. He was like, uh, you two got real familiar faces. He said, look, we got a call of some possible burglaries <laughs> because some people were saying that lights were shining in their window. Oh, my goodness. Now, cue the flashlight in my hand and the flashlight in her hand. And I immediately take my flashlight and put it behind my back. And he's like, something tells me you probably got a flashlight behind your back. And I was like, well, it's dark out here. I need it to see. Now, my friend has the binoculars hanging around his neck. So then he looks at her and he says, and is there a reason that you have binoculars around your neck? And she was like, yeah, I need them to see. And he was like, uh-huh. Um, you think maybe glasses might help you with that? And I was like, oh, yeah, she forgot him. He was like, now nah, I know where I met you two. Didn't I just come out here a couple months she prior? the patience. <laughs> The the patient. He did. He did. He's like these two. He did. And it's like what want to be troublemakers. Exactly. It's like what are the odds that we would get the same cop? Because then he was like, "Now I remember you two. You're the trick or treat in November first, people." And I was like, "I still stand. That country exists." He said, "Get in the car." (laughs) So then (laughs) we get the car. He's taking us back to my friend's house and he's like, what are y'all doing? And I said, well, you know, we're neighborhood watch. We're just coming out here to make sure that the neighborhood is safe. He said, don't they have meetings for that? And my friend was like, I I don't know. But, you know, we got signs up in the neighborhood saying neighborhood watch. He was like, well, I'm going to need you to find out if there's meetings that take place. And maybe you could join that and find out what you're doing. But the recommendation would be to just call it a night. I said okay and no go problem on home. you know just go home so he drops us off we go in so of course our parents knew about the first incident because we're coming home via cop who's then telling them <laughs> what took place now what's happening again he makes it a point to mention that he was the cop for the trick-or-treating incident oh my so God. you know if you could imagine my childhood a lot of it was being on punishment for foolish. Oh my goodness. So yeah. For for your great ideas. That's yeah. that's what it's for. Your great ideas. It felt great at oh, the time. At the time. So my my first time in a cop car. <laughs> so here I am, I'm in high school and my boyfriend at the time, you know, high school sweethearts, middle of the night. Well, 
for us it's middle of the night it was like seven o'clock right <laughs> so you know because you can't be out at a certain time so seven o'clock it's the middle of the night for us and so he's like hey let's go swimming i'm like it's seven o'clock at night he's like come on the pool the neighborhood pool we're gonna go swimming and so in my mind i'm like okay that's a great idea let's go swimming at seven o'clock at night so we get to the pool place and it's closed it's locked up because the pool at when the sun goes down and the sun, I think it's set like around six because of the daylight saving. So sun is down at six o'clock, seven o'clock. It's already dark. Right. Mm -hmm. And the rule in my house is you need to be home by the time it's dark. I don't mm -hmm. care where you're at. I don't care if you're at church, if you're at school, wherever. Yeah. Once it's dark, you need to be on. home unless you're with us. <laughs> so we, I snuck out the house. Oh, my God. If my, my mom hears this now, I don't know why I'm telling this story. <laughs> but she can't do anything to me now, Rachel. I'm grown. I am Bro. a grown woman. and I'm not afraid of her. You know what? Okay? That's her own I hope deal. she doesn't. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> so long story short, we go to the local pool and we get there and it's closed. And I'm like, oh, well, shucks, we got to go back home because I am nervous as they come. And he's like, no, nah, we're just going to break in. I said, what you mean we're going to break in? He's like, we're going to jump the gate and we're still going to go swimming. I'm like, I don't want to do it now. Like, I just I don't want to do it. So I got convinced into it. You know, poor young me, naive me, <laughs> jumped of the gate and we went swimming we went into the pool but the neighborhood we're in it's one of those neighborhoods where they do have watch people and all sorts of stuff so someone hears some sort of ruckus at the pool okay <laughs> and they call the cops and all i know is i'm in the water and i see flashing lights and he sees flashing lights and i'm like oh crap we're caught the cop says get out the water and i'm like trying to pretend I'm not in the water. He's like, I see you. You two <laughs> get out of the water. <laughs> we get out the water. We jump the gate. We have to jump the gate to come back out. So he's like, do you know you're trespassing? I was like, no, we didn't. He's like, the fact that you have to jump the gate to get in and jump the gate to get out, that means you're trespassing. I said, oh, okay. He's like, how old are you? I'm 16. And he's like, how old are you, young man? 17. He's like, I need to take you home to your parents. I was like, no, 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 we could walk. It's, it's right there. He's like, no, I need to take you home because it's dark. It's dark right now. And I need to make sure you get home. I thought I lost my life. I was like, my parents are going to lay into me if I show up home with this cop. I couldn't avoid it, Rachel. I could not avoid it. He said, get in the cop car. And luckily for me, he did not handcuff me, but he put me in the back of the cop car. And back then, I don't know how cop cars are now. They're not comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not that plush leather that I'm used no. to. You know, like, you know, I get in my car and it's like you're snuggled <laughs> in and you're touching the leather. I get back there wedding. and it's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. They've got that plastic barrier thing happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's bars. And again, I, I could be dating myself. I don't. I haven't been in the cop car lately, and I don't want to be in one. But I just remember there were bars. The seat was uncomfortable, and I was like, "This is not plush leather. This feels rough. I don't want to be back here." <laughs> so he drives my boyfriend home, and then now I'm coming home, and I'll, I told him, "I said, can you just pull up down the street? Can you just drop?" Me off? He's like, "No." I'm going to walk you to your door. I said, but don't knock on the door. Just wait at the gate. <laughs> wait at the gate and I'll go inside. I'm going by myself. The police officer was not having it. <laughs> he walked me to my front door, knocked on the door. No. If you saw the look on my mama's face, you would have thought I grew two horns. I was the devil's child. <laughs> I wanted to say, I, I don't know her. <laughs> 
I felt like she was. I don't know who she is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the cop was honest. He was like, listen, we, they were trespassing. We're bringing them back home. It's okay. All of this before eight o'clock. All of this mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. eight o'clock in the middle of the school night. My mom did not care if I was trespassing. She don't care if I ran over a puppy or what it was. She treated me as if, like the criminal <laughs> that I was, showing up with a cop. <laughs> and she was like, next time you, you come home and you bring a cop, just tell them to lock you up for the rest of the night because I ain't opening up this door. <laughs> that was my dad. I remember that. Oh, my goodness. I remember as oh, soon as man. he opened the door and saw me standing on the porch and the cop right it's the there, look he was like, they have on their face. You heard they're embattled. They are embattled yes. between disowning you, yes. claiming you, and <laughs> resisting to <laughs> have physical violence in the presence of a stranger. You know? It's all of that is is flashing before your eyes as you look at their face. Yep. It's just it's hilarious. He was like, why can't you just go out and play and come back and be normal? <laughs> why does he have to ring you back? Oh, man. So, listeners, I, I again, this is Rachel and I always got something to share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're talking to the next generation, they think they are doing something for the first time. Mm-hmm. They think you don't understand. Listen, been there, done, done that, that, and it is completely obvious when you wreck a car. <laughs> it's completely obvious if you show up with the police officer. It is just obvious. Um, and in this season, we just talk about, you know, just the different people that, took that and, and, and kind of went into law, you know, between the judge that we have the opportunity to speak with, the coroner, um, the attorney. We have a great season ahead and you guys will get to meet yeah. some of these people in their professions and some of the stuff that they're doing. So we cannot wait to share every episode with you guys. Looking forward to it. And Rachel and I, we promise we have not been locked up in the past 10 to 15 years. Yes. Um, I, I could truly say that. Yes. So, no, no tickets, and hopefully we no can go court. another 10 to 15 years, Rachel. Yes, yes. Crime free. No, no handcuffs. You know, no handcuffs, no no rides home, nothing like that. <laughs> no ride-alongs. No no ride-alongs. We, we Involuntary. Exactly, exactly. We're playing it legit. But we do like to share our experiences with you guys to let you see that we're human too. Um, Not yeah. perfect by any means, but... I think one thing that you'll find interesting in this season and season number one, all the interviews that we had were with people that had the luxury to have a choice whether or not they were going to go to college. And in season two, we definitely met people that just due to life circumstances and, and growing up in a different way, they didn't get the luxury of a choice to say, hey, I'm going to plan to go to college after high school or I know what I want to do after high school. They were yeah. just trying to make it through high school, period. Yeah. So yeah. I think this is definitely like an interesting twist and in perspective with the guests that we have in season two. Yeah, it's true because not all of us know what we want to do you know, after we graduate high school. And for some of us, it was a struggle even to graduate high school, Mm -hmm. much less think about becoming an attorney or becoming, you know, a a judge or even just just doing anything beyond that. Some of us are trying to avoid the law and here you are running right into it. Mm -hmm. But it's just great to, to talk to those individuals to see that you may not have it all planned out, but there's still a path that is specifically designed for you to go on. 
And we're here to share some of their stories with you. I told you that when Rachel and I get together, there's always some shenanigans. This season, we had so much fun meeting the speakers that you will hear from. There are so many layers to the justice system. We will dive into the role of a judge, inside the mind of an attorney, being within close proximity of convicted felons, the tough skin needed for a corner, and so much more. Stay locked in with us this season. I promise you, you don't want to miss out on what's on the other side of the law. But in between shows, keep the conversations alive with the youth in your households with our series, The Adventures of Sophie and Olivia, available on Amazon and pgd-innovations.com. The link is in our show notes. Here, Here at PGD, PGD we're, we're fam. fam.